0: Thanks for joining us for today's message we encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life or if you'd like to support the ministry financially you can do so here on our website but for now we hope you enjoy this message thanks for tuning in today Psalms 1 verse 1 blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted uh, uh, by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. And everyone say amen to that. So you can see from this first psalm that God wants you as a believer to prosper in your life spiritually, and in every other area. And though this morning this message is directed to, the, uh, to all of the graduates that we have uh, graduating this year. I think we had 15. Is that right? Austin, 15 graduates this year? 16. My goodness. That's a, that's a lot of youth to lose. But, but I believe they're going to stay in the church. Praise God. And grow. Can I have an amen? Though it's directed to them. It really is written to benefit all of God's people. The first psalm. Uh, penned by the hand of David. Uh, is significant in regards to the quality of life that God destined you to live as a believer. From the first psalm, we learned that God wants you and I to have a blessed life. Blessed is the man. Say, God wants me to have a blessed life. He, He really does. He also wants us to understand that, listen, associations will have an effect on our lives and will have an impact on how blessed we are, especially when it comes to the wrong relationships. And the Holy Spirit identifies uh, these evil associations as, number one, the counsel of the ungodly. Number two, the path where sinners walk. And number three, the seat of the scornful. So God wants all of you, especially our young people here that are graduating today, to understand this. The devil is going to attempt to set you up with unhealthy relationships with those who will never embrace your spiritual convictions, nor will they be satisfied until they get you to depart from yours. They will feed you information, but it won't be biblically based, but neither unreasonable when viewed through the lens of human reasoning. So it's like the devil coming to Eve to get her to question the validity of God's word. That's exactly what happens to us when we leave church. I've seen it happen time and time again. We leave church. We leave that place of safety. Get influenced by the wrong people and find ourselves farther away from God than we could have ever imagined we could get. And so we need to be wise. And everybody say amen to that. Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. That means plural. So there's going to be all different kinds of paths out, for you, out there for you to follow when you leave uh, your, this uh, level of education in your life. Paths are simply well-traveled, worn markers that man had been following since Adam. Some of these paths lead us away from God. Some of these paths lead us closer to God. And the good news, the Spirit of God recognizes both, hallelujah, and your part is to allow him to lead your life. Get to know the spirit of God and allow him to lead you. He will never lead you into danger. He will always lead you away from danger. And everybody say amen to that. Amen. Psalms 1 verse 1 of the Amplified. <clears throat> Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable. You can see that right there. Is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly. The Amplified says following their advice, their plans, and purposes. So let's talk about that for a moment. Let's address the counsel of the ungodly. Again, that means you're going to receive advice, plans and purposes that are not in line with the Word of God from others, so you're going to have to know and understand the difference. As you journey through this life, endeavoring to walk out your salvation with fear and trembling, as the Bible says, the ungodly will be crossing your pathway in some ways or another, offering you their advice, but it will not be based on the wisdom of the Spirit, but on their own carnality and for their own gain and purpose. There's a scripture of that found in 1 Kings, the 12th chapter. Let's read the story. It says, Rehoboam traveled to Shechem, where all Israel had gathered to inaugurate him as king. Okay? Now, Jeroboam had been in Egypt, where he had taken asylum from King Solomon. When he got the report of Solomon's death, he came back, he returned. Uh, The Bible says, Rehoboam assembled Jeroboam and all the people, and they said to Rehoboam, your father made life hard for us, worked our fingers to the bone. Give us a break. Lighten up on us, and we will willingly serve you. Sounds Sounds like good information, amen? Now, listen to this. So, he says, give me three days to think it over, then come back. Rehoboam said, King Rehoboam, uh, he said, so King Rehoboam talked it over with the elders who had advised his father when he was alive. So he says to them, what is your counsel? And they said, or he said, how do you suggest that I answer the people? Well, they said, if you will be a servant to the people. This sounds so Christ-like. If you will be a servant to the people, it's not about, you know, uh, even in ministry, not about us serving you, it's about we serving you, but all of us serving one another. Is that the Christian life? Serving one another. Amen. If you will be a servant of this people, to be considerate of their needs and respond with compassion. Work things out with them. They'll end up doing anything for you. But he rejected the counsel of the elders and asked the young men he'd grown up with who were now carrying his, fa- uh, his favor. So they're not going to tell him anything that would benefit them. So he says... What do you think? What should I say to these people who are saying, give us a break from your father's harsh ways, lighten up on us? So the young Turks he'd grown up with said, these people who complain your father was too hard on us, lighten up, well, tell them this. Now here's counsel, but it's not godly counsel. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. If you think life under my father was hard, um, if you think uh, you haven't seen half of it, my father... Threshed you with whips, I'll beat you with bloody chains. Isn't that sad? I mean, here he had the right counsel right in front of him, but he wouldn't listen to it. He went on to get the counsel of those that are young and immature. And let me tell you something. That is the very problem a lot of times that happens in the church. People will <clears throat> get counsel from the pastor, but they'll go get counsel from someone else that will, that will benefit them more or make it easier on themselves, and, then the, and the outcome will end up being worse. Uh, God wants to give you spiritual counsel, amen? So many lives were negatively impacted because someone who who followed the wrong advice. I think about Caleb and many stories. Think about Caleb and Joshua, how they were sent into this land called the land of blessing or the land of provision, the land of promise, the land of abundance. And as they went in, the Bible says, they came back with a good report. The land is everything God said it would be. So let's go up at once and possess the land. But the Bible says 10 of those men, Went, came back and they, and they reported, uh, they, God called it an evil report, saying the land is everything God said it would, but there's giants there. Listen, would you leave this auditorium today as, as graduates? There, there are giants in the land, but they're nothing compared to the strength of Almighty God. You're going to face all sorts of challenges in your life, all sorts of things that want to move you away from God. But if you're wise... And you have an open heart like David had a heart after God. And you'll stay close to God. And you'll sit under a good pastor, whether it's here at Faith Family or whether you go to college. Um, I'm telling you, your life, God will preserve you. He'll direct your life. And you'll have nothing to worry about. Can I have an amen? So anyway, Caleb and Joshua brought back a good report. And the others brought back an evil report. And the future of an entire nation uh, hung in the balance. And, of course, God's people heeded. To the negative report. And they didn't attain to God's best. And it's no different with us today. Human nature always is drawn to a negative report. But as as a Christian. Your responsibility is go back to the word of God. To find out what the word of God says. Can I have an amen. Do you remember last week we talked about Habakkuk. And we talked about how if you read. Again if you were not here. Read. Write this down. Read Habakkuk out of the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation. It sounds like the 20th. It's year of 2017, of the crisis that they were facing at that time in history. And yet, God had an answer for them. God said, everything's going to be okay. You just stick close to me. Write the vision down in your heart. Write God's promises down. And, and don't take your eyes off of God's promises. Amen. I said, amen. So, as believers, that's what we're responsible to do. It was the key to their victory. It is also the key to yours. Listen to this. 1 Corinthians 15:33. Do not be deceived. Do, do do not be so deceived and misled. Evil companionships, communion or associations corrupt and deprave good manners, morals, and character. Proverbs the thirteenth chapter. Solomon, being as wise as he was, wrote this: He who walks as a companion with wise men is wise, but he who associates with self-confident fools is a fool himself and shall smart for it. Message Bible says: Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. So that's what you have to remember. Who is a fool? It's one who doesn't walk with God. Sounds good. God can even communicate well, but he has no scriptural reference or foundation in his life. He may sound good, but he's a fool. You don't walk with him. Back to Psalms 1. Blessed and happy and fortunate and prosperous and enviable is the man or woman who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, Following their advice, their plans, and purposes. Now, the word ungodly in the Hebrew means morally wrong, morally wrong. And whether we like it or not, listen. Both, both um, uh, believer. There will be both believers and unbelievers who will not accept the convictions you embrace. Listen, nor have a problem violating the moral code of God's word to protect what they practice. You're not. You have to live your life. We're not policemen. Yes, if someone asked me a certain question about their lives or about their lifestyle, then I will speak into their lives. However, I'm not a policeman. I'm not to go around and try to straighten everybody's life out. That's the work of the Holy Ghost. In fact, he's the only one that can do it. You now, you and I will wear out trying to figure that one out. Amen. I thank God that Holy Spirit knows how to convict the heart. Amen. Second Timothy 4, uh, four Paul warned Timothy that there would be those in the church who would rather hear a message of self-gratification rather than a message of spiritual transformation. Verse 3 says this, For there's going to come a time when people won't listen to the truth, but will go around looking for teachers who will tell them just what they want to hear. We're not going to do that here at Faith Family Church. They won't listen to what the Bible says, but will blithely follow their own misguided ideas. So their advice to you will not be biblically based, and, it's, and that advice is aimed to keep you from a blessed and prosperous life that God has promised you. So what's the result? Paul told Timothy in chapter three to avoid them. Don't hang around them. Stay clear of these people One translation says, Psalms one, verse one through two. Blessed, happy, fortunate, and prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives, not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans and purposes, nor stands submissive, and inactive in the path where sinners walk. Again, the word path. That means there's going to be paths where you'll have opportunity to follow as a believer that will literally lead you outside the boundaries of God's word and be detrimental to your spiritual life. It's always been that way since the very beginning of time. It's exactly with the strategy that Satan, uh, uh, the serpent, the snake, the old dragon pulled on, on Adam too, on Eve, Adam's wife. A half a truth is a whole lie. Can I have an amen? The word sinner, it says, uh, he doesn't stand in the path where sinners walk. The word sinner in the Hebrew simply means one who misses the mark by forfeiting the truth. You can't forfeit something, you cannot forfeit something that wasn't yours in the first place. Amen? It means, a sinner means one who misses the mark by forfeiting the truth. Psalm 17, this is David talking, he says, to God, he's, he's praying to God, he says, you have, t-. I love this verse, you have tested my thoughts and examined my heart in the night, you have scrutinized me and found nothing wrong, I am determined not to sin in what I say, I have followed your commands, which keep me from following cruel and evil people, my steps have stayed on your path, I have not wavered from following you, everybody say amen to that, that's beautiful, now, we know David made some mistakes, but he, inside, he wanted so desperately to follow after God. Every one of us had this humanness in us, uh, this human part of our lives to where uh, we're tempted in three arenas of life. I always remember this. We're tempted in three arenas of life, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's in 1 John verse, chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. Three arenas. Two-thirds of our temptation comes through lust. A lust is, in the, in, the, in the Greek, the word lust means a longing for that which is forbidden. So there are certain things, you know, you, cannot, you know, you're forbidden to long for your neighbor's wife. Come on, everybody, whether you're single or not. There are certain things you're forbidden of, but lust, two-thirds of our temptation comes through lust. God gave me an acronym for lust many years ago, L-U-S-T, living under sexual torment. And the reason is, is because lust is insatiable, it can't be satisfied. That's why Christians get so tormented in their minds and, uh, when, they, when they open themselves up to pornography, because it will it, drive you insane because it cannot satisfy. The more you dive into, delve into it, the more you've got to have, and the more you have, the emptier you become, uh, empty, emptier you become in your life. So I just want you to know that we're t- why, you know, temptation comes to all of us, all of us, all of us, every one of us. Amen. But the closer you draw to God, the closer you are to God, the stronger the conviction will be to overcome the temptation. I always you remember that? The stronger you, you the stronger, that's why you, we come to church not because we're strong. We come to church because we're weak and we want to become strong. We don't come to church because all of us already have everything fixed. We come to church because we're broken and asking God to fix us. And that's all of us. That's all of us. Say this out. Look at somebody and say, I'm broken. I mean, so, I mean, yes, in some area of your life, there's brokenness. But the Lord says, he come to heal the brokenhearted. Yeah. Amen. And it is a process. That's why we come to church. We come because we need help. We don't, we don't come because we have all the answers and, and you poor souls. Once you get it together like me, life will be wonderful for you. But we're all broken. We all need help. Praise God. We are all, all come so that the word of God can get inside us and heal us. Amen. I said amen. amen. Now, um, there's a, a scripture in, in, in Psalms 25. Put that up, please. Verse 4. And this is David. He's praying. He says, show me your ways. O Lord, teach me your paths. That's plural. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all the day long. Or all day long. Let's all of us say that out loud. So Let's all confess that right now. Ready? Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Is that awesome? Hold on to things like that when you're going to school and you're going to college. Or whatever, when you're going out here, and maybe so, some of you are going on to uh, a higher education, some of you are going on to to um, right into the workforce, and and uh, there's uh, there's some I know uh, Bla- uh, Blake for sure is going in into the armed forces, and these are the things you hang on to. I mean, you, uh, uh, thank God you can be a Christian in the armed forces. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. It may be a little challenge, but God graces every one of us for the environment to which we are in, um, uh, when it comes to serving our country especially. Proverbs 4 says this, do not set uh, foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evil men. Avoid it, do not travel on it, turn from it and go on your way, for they cannot sleep till they do evil, they are robbed of slumber till they make someone fall. Um, We're almost done here. Um, A few years ago, I had, I'm not talking about a few years ago, I'm talking about many years ago. It's amazing when you've been here 36 years, how many lives that you influenced in that time. But there was a, and I'm not sure Vicki will remember this, she remembers everything, but um, uh, back, there, was a, there was a young man in our church, he's not young anymore, I think he's about Amy's age, our daughter. They're close anyway. He was in our church, uh, uh, his family came here, he had two brothers. And, uh, uh, and I'm not sure if I dedicated him to the Lord, they were real young though. I remember the three little boys coming when they were real little. And uh, a couple of years ago, maybe it was three years ago, uh, time goes quick. I get a phone call out of the blue, and I didn't recognize the number, but I didn't answer, and it was this young man. And uh, uh, I'm not going to give you any name, but it was a young man. And uh, not young anymore, meaning he's in his, now he's in his 40s. and, and But when, uh, he was raised in our church. And... Um, uh, Mom and dad left here with the family. Um, They were maybe here two or three years, and maybe they were about three years, and they left. And uh, I never saw him again for years. And here on this phone call, it's him. And he's weeping on the other end. And not only was he weeping, I could tell he was loaded. He was drunk. And here this young man, in his 40s, born again, spirit-filled, going to a Word of Faith church, ends up an alcoholic. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He never thought while well, he was, in, and he was a great kid. One Remind me of Dustin. Just a great sense of humor. No, Dustin's not a drunk. He's a date. <laughs> not even a bibber, not even a wine bibber. And, uh, but uh, he, was, uh, he had that kind of personality. Just a great, want to make you laugh. He was just a wonderful kid. And now he's in his 40s. Now unless he's gotten help lately, he had already said he'd been through two treatment centers and, and just could not get free. And heart went out to him, he lost his, he was weeping because his wife left him. They had a beautiful, beautiful home, very successful businessman, had a great job in the six um, uh, digit figures, I mean, really doing well. Lost his job, lost his marriage, lost his, uh, his daughter, lost everything. And it was never, ever to be, ever, was his destiny, for, was that to be his destiny ever. But man, he hanging around, all of a sudden, you know, and, and you businessmen, you know, you, you go out with other businessmen, you know, and you think, sometimes we think, you know, we have to have a drink with the businessmen to, you know, get favor. I'm just telling you the way it is. Or you young people, you go out, and all of a sudden you got guys wanting to take you to a bar, you know, and stuff. But all of a sudden, you find yourself in trouble. You find yourself in a place you never, ever should have been And would have been if you'd just simply been very discerning on the choices you make in life. That's all of us. But I was sad in my heart. I prayed to them, of course, and he called me back a couple more times, uh, loaded, you know, crying, broken, and I, you know, prayed to them again. Told him to stay close and if he gets here to town to look me up, but uh, he never, he never did. So I have no idea what happened to him or how he's doing today. But what a tragedy. Psalms 1: Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax where the scornful and the mockers gather. Very interesting. Each and every day, and then interesting. He talks about different positions. This one is sitting. The word uh, sitting down denotes you're ready to listen and willing to learn. So you have to be very careful who you sit down and receive information from. Because the enemy, again, he's out there to set you up, to to take you down. The word scorner is one who holds a contempt for God's word. Meaning they don't take it serious, listen, nor will they obligate themselves to its code. The scornful devalues the commitment required to maintain a strong and healthy spiritual life. And Paul gives us the answer, you've got to avoid them. We avoid them, not because we 're better than them. We avoid them because we don't want to become like them. That's why you do that. Okay, now I want to read this, just to bring this all to, to a, a good uh, closing. I changed the wording of this verse uh, to one whose relationship with God is intact, okay? that God is first and foremost in his life. And, And I put it up there because I wanted you to read it with me. Ready? Blessed, happy, everybody now, ready? Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks in the counsel of the godly, following their advice, their plans and purposes, and who stands submissive and active in the path where the righteous walk. Who sits down with those who value God's word to the degree that they not only believe it, but also accept the responsibility of walking it out in their daily lives. Isn't that cool? What's it say? It goes on to say this, that he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah that psalm to me is the most important psalm that david wrote because he recognized immediately right away in his life how important healthy relationships are godly relationships in your life how valuable they are he wanted you to know right up front psalms 91 is great psalms 23 is great but boy you better understand that out there in this world both believers and unbelievers uh, are going to be there to influence you walk with God in a negative way. So you have to really be wise in that. Uh, one more scripture before we pray today for each and every one Proverbs 2, verse 6. This is the Living Bible. For the Lord grants wisdom. Everybody say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. His every word is a treasure of knowledge and understanding. He grants good sense to the godly, his saints. He is their shield, protecting them and guarding their pathway. That's for you students here today that have graduated. Amen. I love that. He shows how to distinguish distinguish right from wrong, how to find the right decision every time. For wisdom and truth will enter the very center of your being, filling your life with joy. You will be given uh, the sense to stay away from evil men who want you to be their partners in crime Men who turn from God's ways to walk down dark and evil paths. You cannot turn from a way unless you've walked it. And some will tell you, you know, just simply to, for, again, for their own self-gratification, they will tell you things that are not biblically sound, and so you have to know the difference between right and wrong. And if you're listening to the Spirit each day, He will teach you. You know, when I graduated from high school in 68, I had no idea what my future would be. Absolutely none. Seemed like every student had an answer, what they were going to do, and I had none. But God knew. And God knows the same for you. Now, when I graduated from high school, uh, I was a heathen. And um, I mean, literally going to hell. And then I met uh, my bride, and um, she uh, led me in the right direction, and I'm so, so grateful for that today. And, but you students are born again, spirit-filled, You got the edge over me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I'm going to give all of you an assignment, if you would would heed to it. Genesis, I believe it's chapter 37, talks about the life of Joseph. And uh, he, um, amazing, what that young man went through. The first 13 years of his life were filled with great adversity. But it was I mean, but in all that, the plan of God was never thwarted because he never walked away from God. As hard as life got for him, he never got offended. He never held grudges against people. I'm telling you, he had the baker and the butler, you know, he went to prison for two years for a crime he didn't commit. And in there, he even uh, uh, interpreted a dream for the butler and the baker. I mean, everybody seemed to forget about him, but God's hand was on him the whole time. It's the same with you. Just by faith right now, thank the Lord that His hand, is, His hand is upon your life. Thank you, God. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 10 o'clock. We also have what we call School of the Bible on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.